Well, it's now my great pleasure to introduce my friend Michael Crane. He's, my, he's a fellow entrepreneur. I've known Michael for a number of years. Uh, he helps businessmen and women build multiple rev recurring revenue income streams. Um, he started out in December 2002 selling office supplies from the back of a van, I think. Uh, and his company now delivers over 20,000 products for next day delivery. So he's a miniature Amazon. Four years ago, he pivoted his business and outsourced his entire operation. UPS took over all his deliveries, and a high-tech company now runs all of his back-end in terms of taking in orders, processing them. Um, they have the warehousing. They have the buying power. And Michael fundamentally operates a sales team and a distribution network. Um, but that was a very difficult decision to make, but absolutely in the light of the current environment, the right decision to make. And, and Michael says to me that it's enabled him to sit back and think more strategically about the way forward for, for his life and for his business. Um, as a consequence of that, his business today is efficient, it's slick, and his main project now is to build a distributorship um, to, to give people the opportunity to set up their own business under his umbrella. Uh, so he's out there looking for new distributors, new franchisees, that kind of thing. So they only pay a small monthly fee, and it gives any budding entrepreneur the opportunity to start out in business with a system that he's learned all the mistakes, he's got through that, and it's tried and tested now, and it works for, for him and for his clients. So my question to Michael before this session was, um, how do we make our business boat go faster? So I've asked him to think about that today when we, when we talk um, uh, and, and share some of his insights. So uh, he's going to talk a little bit about his, his uh, in a way, uh, his struggle uh, when the business got to quite a big size. He had 40 people in two separate locations, became very challenging to manage. And one dark Monday morning, he was sat at his desk thinking, enough is enough. On that note, Michael, welcome. And so, Michael, people don't know you, so let's start just by you know, a basic kind of question, which is when did you start your first business, Easy Crane, and, and what, was that, what were those early years like? Well, I have to say, I, the business, I started it in 2002. But it didn't just start then. There was a dream. When I was at school, and it happened to me, come to me one day when I happened to be sitting in the lounge of my home in Lewisham, South London. And a dear old friend came over to me and he sat next to me on the sofa and he said, Michael, do you know what you're going to do when you enter the world of work? And at that time, I said, I'm going to be in business. I didn't really understand the word entrepreneur, but I do now. And an entrepreneur, my definition, works for free. He finds a way to make money. So my old elderly friend sat beside me on the sofa. And when I told him I want to be in business for myself one day, he said to me this, and it rings true. 
every step of the way in my build-up. He said to me, Michael, whatever you do in business, make sure the product runs out. And he likened it to that leg of lamb that I ate the previous week. He said, make your product as succulent and as juicy as that leg of lamb last week, and people will come back for more and more. So that's pretty much why I set up the business in 2002, to sell office supplies, because this product, I guarantee you one thing right here, right now today, is we all use the pen. We're all sitting very comfortably on an office chair, and they are the products I sell, and they run out. I can picture this kind of Dell Trotter um, van, a little yellow thing with three wheels. I'm sure it wasn't as bad as that, but you were, you know, you might, it must have been, you know, was it easy? Was it, was it, were you, you know, did you just go up to someone and they started buying desks and chairs from you? Or how did you find those early days? Because there's a number of people on the call think they're in a startup phase, they're in the early stage. They might even have pivoted their business and it feels like a startup all over again. So how did you overcome any early challenges? Well, I have to say, I come from a large family. I've got six sisters and three brothers. My mum, my dad had very little money. And all I started, to be honest, was with a catalogue that I went and picked up from my supplier. I put the catalogue under my arm. And one summer's day, I started knocking on doors. My first door was dreadful. My first pitch was awful. But here's the thing. I got better. After a real cold, dark day knocking on doors, I was absolutely deflated. Was this right for me? But here it is. I kept knocking on the door. The following week was better. And 20 years later, I can tell you that how it was for me at the beginning is not how it is for me right now. Mm. And, you know, this challenge of COVID, it's not what we can do about COVID because I think uh, a lot of the things are out of our control. But for us in this business community is to... Did you hear that, Simon? Yeah. Keep knocking on doors. Yeah. And over time, you certainly get better, and so did I. So to be honest, competition was fierce. It's a product that does run out, but everyone thinks they can do it better than me. But I make my product a little bit juicier than the next person, and they keep coming back to me instead. But you know, the, the, the moral of the story is competition is everywhere. And coming from such a large family, six sisters and three brothers, my sisters were much better than me when it came to swimming. My brothers were much better than me when it came to running the 1,500 metres. But, you know, I kept entering the race. And in business, I keep stepping up and I keep showing up. And over time, I get better. Yeah. And the business after 18, 20 years you know, is is in a nice place to be your Simon. Yeah. But it did come hard. 
it came really, really hard. No client is ever won easily. You know, no, no product launch is straightforward. Um, I like uh, saying that we were talking about a while back, which is uh, when it comes to uh, starting out in business and selling a new idea, selling a service or selling a product, uh, we had this saying, didn't we? What you lack in skill, you have to make up in numbers. So, uh, and I can relate to the fact those early pitches, you know, they were terrible. <laughs> and you just have to keep just fine-tuning and tweaking and, and keep going and, and making up the numbers and getting the level of rejection. You know, around every corner is someone that's going to say yes. And if you knock on 100 doors, you just keep on going until you get that first yes. And it might be door number 101. And if you stop at 100, you know, we've talked about the story three feet from gold, haven't we? You know, this story in America where someone bought a gold mine and then gave up on it because the gold seemed to run out. Someone came along and bought that gold mine and it became the largest gold mine in the whole of America because he was only three feet away from the the, the seam of, of uh, mega kind of gold reserve. So, yeah. Wow, okay. So what about the last two or three years? What's that been like for you? I, I, I absolutely love business. I love communities and I love talking with entrepreneurs. And to be honest, I love the staff that I was working with. But one dark Monday morning, like you say, I got into my office and I had my head in my hand, and I said to myself, when is enough enough? And as I pulled up, and I looked out in front of my glass wall office, I thought to myself, enough is enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I love business. But how can I provide this product in a much easier, easier way? So I had a warehouse on the Royal Arsenal in South London that held all the products that I would need on a day-to-day -day basis. That's the problem. Taking my money on the shelves waiting for people to buy the product. And I'm thinking there's got to be an easier way. And shortly after this time, I walked past a FedEx van. Was The back doors were open, and on the back of this van, you should have seen how many packages there were in this van for one guy to deliver. My vans were going out half empty. And I'm thinking, well, FedEx is the professional at delivering packages. He needs to be delivering my packages. So while I'm going up to meet a really large client in the West End of London, he's coming down the stairs empty-handed. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I've missed an opportunity there. So I had to create a conduit to leverage FedEx to do my deliveries, remove the products from my shelf, which was going to save me money, and only supply the products on a demand-only basis. 
So it took me about two to three years to go on a journey of discovery, to work on a solution where FedEx do my last mile deliveries. I hold no products on the shelf, but when a customer buys the product, I get FedEx to go and pick up the products from my suppliers and my manufacturers to deliver that last mile to the client. And it wasn't easy, but it never is. Business is never easy. So I've got a high-tech company taking all the noise out of my business and UPS right now are delivering all my products. It does make you ask, why are we in business? For me, it's to have more freedom. It's to have more free time. And I'm looking forward to sitting on more beaches in more beautiful places around the world because I have my time back. And it's a whole lot different to what it was three, four years ago when I was looking out across two sites, traveling down the A2. When I first started traveling down the A2, I have to tell you, I thought it was a sunshine road. But after doing a thousand miles a week, it really was not the sunshine road anymore. And certainly now I don't go on the motorway that much. I'm just so more happy content. And I know we've spoken at length before, Simon. I was too busy working in the business rather than looking out from above, looking in and working out the best strategies to make my life easier. And I think in part, I've got that ingredient now just where I want to be working in, out of the business, but looking on, but working with entrepreneurs who want to become financially free, who want the money, who want to live on the nice roads. And I feel a lot of entrepreneurs want that lifestyle, but they really don't know how to get it. And that's what I, how I like helping entrepreneurs start their journey. Sometimes they don't know the way, but the way leads to a way and another way and another path from that journey onwards.